Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Steve Diddy NFL on Twitter, and of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by the old buddy, it's at Daryl J O'Brien. Oh, hi, Steve. Yo, you're very chipper for, you know, yeah. Well, what day is it? I can't even remember what day it is. It's the most Mondayest feeling Thursday. Really? Yeah. Oh, is it is it dank and dark and manky and rainy? Because it's beautiful here. Well, I tell you what, I've got something. I've got some. May I play? May I? Hold on. May if I may. Right before before we get anywhere, there's two things I want to raise. Right. First off, I'm a bona fide beast. Right. Uh, Because unbeknownst to everybody, when we recorded the podcast last time, COVID had swept the O'Brien household, uh, and I hadn't got it. Right. So Joan got it, and she was pretty floored by it. So I was like, you know, in charge of all the kidly duties, and my eldest right came up into my face. And if you're a parent, you'll get it. If you're not a parent, you'll say, "Why did that happen?" So my eldest came up into my face and went oh, right into my face like plumes of smoke. And then it was uh, that night we found out that they were running high temperatures, and the kids had got COVID. So they I got like, the Rona. I got the Rona, right? So I was thinking, "Oh no!" And then it sort of marched on, and I was doing tests, and still negative. And I was just, I started saying, I started getting really cocky then. And I was saying to John, I just feel different, you know, I'm just different. And I, that's when I figured out that eye rolling is a major symptom of COVID-19. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, oh, she yeah. had a bad, she had a yeah. really bad, right? Yeah. Especially when she spoke to me. So I didn't... Did she not have that bad for over the years you've been together? I mean, her eyes not permanently rolling to the back of her head. <laughs> so then we... Uh... <laughs> Hi, Dad. So then we... Um... Because that listens to the podcast. Does her dad listen? Oh no. Um, dad be like, yeah, go on, stay. Um, so the more it went on, and I was I was shoving these things up my nose, and I still didn't get it. And then I was just, I'm just. That's not how you get it, by the way. It's you know, weird. Shoving things up your nose is not how you get it. Ah, it depends on what you get. Oh. But then the second one. Listen to this. This has annoyed me for as long as I can remember. It's not time to make oh, God. a change. Oh God! Just relax. First off, before I play it, you know what annoys me about this? Well, the, the very fact that it exists, but go on. Right, I'll play it. Right, it's not to time to make a change. Just relax, take it easy. You're still young, that's your fault. Hold on. You're <laughs> still young, that's your fault. How? Yeah, I mean, I'm as young and as old as I'm ever going to be at this very moment in time. It's not my problem. But I don't get it though You're still young That's your fault It's a bad song That's horrendous It's a bad song That's ages and didn't, and didn't someone Didn't someone silly Like Boyzone Or someone Make a version of that And it was even more annoying Yeah Rod Stewart did it Boyzone did no. it Ronan Keating God. did it I had all of those options To pick from But I thought I don't want to distract Go away back to the from... source Yeah go back to the source yeah. Cat Stevens did it was that the guy no Shaken Stevens that's him isn't it and then he sang about a big red door or a big blue dog something like that yeah look but, there was a lot of drugs back then a lot of drugs back then but this like you're still young that's your fault that's doesn't sound right though no but, it doesn't but come here are we gonna go to Lambo and watch some soccer uh, do we watch soccer there oh my god oh my god so I put out a tweet right oh, so, this is gonna be this, 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 this we're back to this age old soccer versus football nonsense yeah right, go on yeah. go on go on do you know who came up with the I'm word go, look what I'm doing right now I'm eye rolling. Eye ro- oh, no, Daryl's got yeah, the early go. so- warning, warning mm-hmm. signs of COVID. I think I've got the corona. Um, so, yeah, look, football, the words, first off, soccer. I, so, here's the tweet. Here's the tweet, right? Tom Silva. Um, I don't know if we can, I don't know. Are we allowed to have a second uh, super German sounding journalist? Yeah, well, 
Yeah, but they'll get very angry and upset with each other if they find out that we're both taking them off. Yeah. So Tom Silverstein uh, said said Manchester City will play Bayern Munich München at Lambeau Field. Uh, here's why the Packers quarterback, soccer fan Aaron Rodgers will love that. Well, you know, and then you click on it and it's like, he's a Man City fan. But I don't know yeah. if he is because they just said... Well, only this season. Only this season. It could be, yeah. it could be different next season. Well, like like all Man City fans. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Ca- Cancelled. Cancelled. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I put... I, I witticismed, right? I put out a... Wi- a witticism, right? Where it says, going to London to watch the Packers and going to Lambeau to watch the soccer. Right. Let let me if I, I like if it. I may. I like if, it. You're going to do it. You're going to do an explainer on this now, aren't you? I'm going to do an explainer on it, right? Because this is peak off season. But here's here's the other option that I would have had: going to London to watch American football, and going to Lambo to watch football, and then the Americans would be like, yeah, and they wouldn't have got no. it. And that's the thing: we cannot yeah. discount so the fact not, that it's not a it's not a criticism if uh, if you don't do it that way. No, and people go, yeah, it's a, it's a sentence. And it's bad that I have to explain it, but that that's the thing. It's like when we, anything, you, you organize a meetup in a certain place or you pick a certain game to do the annual tour and someone's always like, oh, here we go again. Okay. This is bullshit, right? But the thing is, is you have, there's other stuff behind just you not getting what you want, right? That's what it yeah, is. Other so people, generally yeah. speaking. That's what it is. And I wouldn't have translated better. And also, do you know who come up with the word soccer? Go on. I have a wild guess. Go on. The English. Go on. Away. Right. Yeah. So they they, away. they gave that word um probably Well, we use it in Ireland a lot because it it it, it, it we see, I get into problems with with soccer fans in Ireland as well of which I am one. But mm. I use the word football to mean Gaelic football because I'm not going to say Gaelic football for my own sport. So that's called football. I reserve that word for that. Yeah. And then I have soccer for that game. Yeah, but that's the thing is that we have Gaelic football and if you said to anybody in Ireland that you're playing football the weekend, they wouldn't think Soccer, they think Gaelic football, and that's another wrinkle. But yeah, the, well, we're, um, we're going to get cancelled for that as well because yeah. there'd be loads of soccer fans going, "No, I always go to football. I don't like bog ball." Yeah, go, well, I don't care. Well, this care. thing is they invented it because apparently, and that's where the word "ruggers" comes from, because "eeyore" is they used to put the "eeyores" on everything, not the donkey, um, or is the donkey? It's God. an ass. Anyway, who cares? That, well, no, that donkey uh, is he? I mean, I like eeyore, but Christ, he brings you down. I does a bit. He does a bit. So, now he's nonstop. Now Tigger's yeah. too much. I get it. Yeah. But Eeyore, will you? Come on, man. I mean, you know, Tigger needs to go to elocution lessons and, and Eeyore needs some serious therapy or something. Yeah. yeah but yeah, look, they, so they invented soccer and ruggers and they used to say those and then they exported it and now it's not good enough. Look, and really, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, and I will say this, no one cares. So no Darryl, cares. Um, so Bayern, Bayern München is going to Lambeau Field. You know what? When you go into Lambeau and you do the tour, they don't allow you even lick the field, right? Which is strange to me because licking fields... Oh, that's because you've been thrown out of there so many times for licking so the field. Many. Yeah. Well, I mean, who doesn't? So, it, you know, it's that you can't even put your big toe on it. You know what I mean? Um, so I thought you were going to say something else there. I know, right? Um, so that's the code name so then like, you can't even get onto the field so it's mad to see soccer is going to be ripping it up I like it no I'm delighted cause especially because I'm a Bayern fan when it comes to German soccer so I'm happy right. enough with that yeah yeah. Another. there's something in it for everyone it's a mixed bag there you go uh, there's some good news this week there's some good stories so last week I gave Zach Cruz a bit of a an unfair slagging over his lack of insightful information but some of the stories this week definitely give him a read. There's, there's a good one by Zach in Packers Wire where he talks about possible replacements. And it's not pie-in-the-sky stuff, Zach. It's actually really well-researched. Because we which know again, Zach we'll, listens, you know. Yeah, of course he does. And um, I'll text him. Uh, but like he, he picks people like Chris Olave for Adams and Cad um, Mays for Lucas Patrick and Christian Watson for MVS. 
The only thing I, the only criticism I have here, Zach, is oh, not no. one of these people can be considered Irish. I mean, there's not one Irish surname in there, which is really annoying. Yeah, did you not get the assignment? I don't know. Oh, Lave, so. is there? Could you put an apostrophe in there? Though? Like Shandon Sullivan, you're gonna. You could, yeah. Oh, it's Patio Lave. You could, um, it's Patio Furniture. You could, Shandon Sullivan, for example, that has to be like for like, right? We've got it, we've, and he, he picks Zion McCollum. Like, McCollum's Scottish at a stretch. Mm-hmm. So no, don't be doing that, Zach. Yeah. But there is some good stuff. There is some good stuff on Matt Schneidman. Um, he seems to have had uh, complete all, all-star access to, oh yeah, speaking of all-star access, Will Smith. What the hell were you doing, Will? <laughs> Like, I have so many opinions about that. Like what? So anyway, we'll get back to that later. We'll get back to that. But he seemed to have an all-star access pass to talk to everyone. So he's, he obviously spoke to the floor. He spoke to um, Guti. And it was actually really interesting. I found some of the sound bites that came out of it. And especially when it comes to Adams, right? So let's just go back a year ago when we were bemoaning the fact that the off-season nonsense has been now become completely scandalized because of Rogers throwing his toys out of the pram. Mm. And front office seriously had a bad... Bad off season last year, right? It was a mess. Mm. But this year, they look so serene. Goody was lying back in his chair with his arms behind his head. They really do seem, especially with the cap and what's happened in the last few weeks, they really seem to, it's working according to the plan that they seem to have in place. And what a difference it's made. And there's a really good piece by Pompey in, um, in The Athletic as well, where he talks about how Lafleur seems to be building a team. And we, we've, we've said this a number of times. This is not news to us, but he seems to be very focused on the unit. And this, what kind of brought it to fore was a comment that Rogers apparently made about Adams saying that, oh no, Adams is, he's, he's coming back. No, he isn't. Mm. I thought you guys were like blood brothers. Yeah. It, it goes to show the difference it makes. So Adams obviously went in there going, I want to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league. This is how much money I want. This is what I'm going to be. And Packers just went, yeah, not, not with us, mate. And it did seem to me that he'd obviously gone, I deserve more. This is what I am. I am Devontae Adams. And apparently that kind of attitude doesn't fly. And Goody seemed to pick up on that very quickly. Yeah, well, do you know what? It it was the disagreement apparently as well that uh, with Hopkins' deal and with the extra years tacked on at the end, you know, Mm. him being the highest paid, apparently the Packers and Adams' team of course, Adams is going to pull for the most money. Um, but the Packers yeah. are like, look, that's not a true reflection of what he's going to get because of the way the deal is structured. We all know it's not an X amount of years. It's an X amount of years. And when that's done, like, you shave off the rest of that money and it brings it down to this. But apparently, Devontae wanted to be the highest paid. I don't begrudge him that, right? But, no, no, absolutely but, not. But what I would say is, is that, I mean, if you're doing... You know, if you like any team, if you have a team and someone comes to you and says, give me all the money and you go, well, look, you deserve it. You're great and all that. And then if it becomes apparent that all they care about, and I'm not saying that's the way it is with Devontae Adams now. Don't mm. get no, me no, wrong, of course. Right? because yeah, there's yeah. other considerations. But I feel that if, if management think that the, the main driver and motivation for you is that payment, um, well, then they start probably questioning how much of a team player you are. Now, you can point the finger at Aaron Rodgers and look at the money he's mm. getting and say, is he the same? And then the, the age-old one is looking at Tom Brady and he, you know, this alleged team-friendly deals he used to take. It's a, it's a bit of a myriad. But yeah, Daryl, it seemed like what happened was is that the Packers were willing to match, but Devontae wanted yeah. more than He just wanted the headline. Yeah, yeah he wanted the headline. I'm sure yeah. they got the feeling too, you know, when he went in, is that he had quite a... Like, for instance, if Aaron Rodgers, for me... Um, and this is coming from nowhere, really, apart from just the kind of 
the way the chain of events has happened is that I feel like he never really wanted to leave Green Bay and that's what kind of miffed him was he, he felt he was being hard done by there and maybe he didn't have a choice and I always thought then as we got further into the saga I, and I said it on the pod you know maybe a month or two ago I said look I don't think he's going to leave because I think for him mm. it's such a massive culture shock to go and rebuild somewhere else when he says that's not what he wants to do yeah he doesn't want to do that yeah. you know and, but when you but look it, at Devontae it looked like he was more willing Daryl like in the sense mm. that you know they had to convince him to stay and it wasn't the case of that he would go in and go as long as you give me the money I'm cool it looked like there was all these other considerations with him, which is fair enough but maybe that's something yeah. as you said Goody and Lafleur with building a team sort of said look yeah, and that's that's what really makes me impressed about the front office right they seem to have a corporate culture in mind this is what they want to build and very like when Conor O'Shea I'm, I'm skipping sports here but when Conor O'Shea went to Italy that place was in complete disarray. He went in, but he had an idea when he went in from day one that this is the type of culture he wants to build. Hmm. And if you look at the floor and Goody now, I mean, they're there for the long haul and they seem to be, and if you look at the way that lines up, and it lines up perfectly, that they seem to be building this culture about the team, not about individual stars. And it's extremely hard to do in any sport, especially elite sport. I mean, I look at some of the guys in the soccer, right? If you imagine trying to control a dressing room full of prima donnas, where you're just basically trying to herd cats, you're herding lots of multimillionaires who have their own brands. And I mean, NFL is a bit like that um, as well. I mean, you are dealing with mega, mega names. And these people feel like, and rightly so, they are some of them are superstar athletes as to what they can do. But I think what I enjoy about what Lafleur and Goody is doing, they've gone harkened back to an old school idea, like you would have seen in Packers teams of the forties, mm. fifties, and sixties, where they're being not built around massive names. And not to say that there weren't massive names back then, but it was always about the team. You support the team. What I find a lot now, and especially in the worst place to go looking for this stuff, is Twitter and, and comment boxes. Right, you're only going to annoy yourself, but. What I have noticed that's crept into NFL over the last while, it's been a lot about the player. So we we take a lot of abuse for mm. supporting the team, right? Yeah. Because especially this time last year when we basically questioned some of Rogers' motivations and you know why is he doing this, um, we got a lot of abuse over. Oh, you're just you're you're big for the front office. And going, no, no, you're misunderstanding what we're getting at. We're Packers fans first and foremost, and we've often said it before. Players come and go. What makes you support the team is the team. Not, if you want to support an individual player, that's fine. There's loads of Ronaldo fans out there mm. that love him no matter what he does and whoever he plays with, and they'll wear whatever jersey you know he plays. That's fine. But I don't come from that kind of background, and especially being Irish, you know, you die for your local team, you die for your local GAA team, you die for your local rugby team. You don't, you know, we don't have the concept of picking and choosing. Now I say that as a Green Bay fan, I'm not from Green Bay. <laughs> and I say that as a Man United fan, yeah. I'm not from Manchester. But that's the the underlying rules. You support their team. Yeah, but I mean, look, the, the United love in Ireland, because, and the thing is, there's an awful lot of Irish people went over and played for United and yeah, the yeah. accountant, for instance, yeah. we were told a story yeah, by right. my, my, ter- my third year, uh, my third class, third, my third class, uh, where he said that, you know, he was uh, friends with the guy or something. He knew him. He was really, really old. Anyway, and he was saying that it was his dream always to be involved with United and end up becoming their accountant for donkey's years. Mm. Um, so that's kind of where that comes from. And then Busby and the Munich disaster yeah. and all that kind well, of I mean, stuff. We, we support Man United because of the amount of Irish people that were playing, like Roy Keane and Dennis mm. Irwin and all these boys that were playing with United when we were growing up. Kinchelskis. Um, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, he's he's from, definitely from outside Ballymore, used to stay. But anyway... But yeah, look, the thing is, is I think that, and I've said it time and time again, I think I think the front office has played a blinder, but I think they've looked out in an awful lot of areas oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Now, I think the, the management, the thing is, is it's like, uh, it's the very stoic principle of the obstacle is the way. It's not, mm. it doesn't get in your way. It's part of the journey. Yeah. So I just think, you know, for them to pull Rogers back from the precipice, 
has been fantastic. Now, do you question, did they push him there in the first place? Maybe. Um, mm. But then I think an awful lot of these problems went on with Rodgers and the organisation well before Gudekunst got in. And I, I think that everyone gets a bit testy when the new manager comes in or the new GM comes in or whatever. So I yeah. think that's what it was. But look, I think they've got it right so far. And to your point, Daryl, as well, of, you know, you get all these stars to cooperate. I... I would, I'm flabbergasted to think that it's anything, that it's 100% deliberate, right? So we had Rasul Douglas, we had Devondre Campbell mm. and all that kind of stuff, right? Now, I don't think for, that that works and it works so well because, and it's the same when you look at Preston and Zadarius, the big reports and they got big money back in the day and we know Zadarius has since moved on. Um, but for the players like that that were called inconsistent, uh, up and down, hot and cold. So they all came in with a point to prove and, Whatever happened, this tornado and this storm all came together. But with players like Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas, who are always painted in the press as these kind of journeymen, these nobodies, and all of a sudden it's the rise to fame and all this type of stuff. And I know the dynamic's slightly different because they paid them big money to come back, but that might sort of perpetuate in the sense of, it'd be like, look, we believed in you, you believed in us. Because that's that's the number one thing. Even Devontae Adams said, it, you know, I thank the Packers for sticking with me because he had a case of the dropsies when he came in. And they always show that gratitude to a team that sticks mm-hmm. by them because only 2% of all college players make it into the NFL and then an awful lot of them get turfed out. Ridiculous stat, isn't it? It's shocking. Like, And look, I, I do... A, a, a danger of being called a homer here. I think the, the front office have done unbelievably well with what they have. Um, but I just don't know how long that lasts. And I, I don't mean that in a sort of naysayer, oh, I need to come up with a devil's advocate thing. But there are something that does concern me is the loss of Nathaniel Hackett because hmm. Lafleur came out this week and he was talking to impressors and, you know, they asked him, how do you feel about your guys getting jobs elsewhere? And he said, look, you know, with the likes of Hackett, it's not as if he came in to play my offense. He came in with his ideas. It was the Hackett LaFleur offense with Rodgers having the input there as well. So the thing that concerns me is, is that, you know, Aaron Rodgers hit an MVP level uh, two years in a row. They brought in Clements now again, who we all know Rodgers is a big yeah, fan yeah. of and all that stuff. Yeah. But his play calling did not go down well uh, when he took over from McCarthy when, lo and behold, McCarthy went off to try coach special teams, wherever we heard that before. Um, now, look, I think getting in Basaccia, I think getting in Clements, and some of the other sort of, you know, names that we bantied around uh, to sort of appease Rodgers. And if we can get him some wide receiver talent that he trusts in. And I think we have an awful lot of room for manoeuvre there. Uh, there's talk about DK Metcalf being unsettled in Seattle. And could you package those picks in the draft to go for someone like him? Um, certainly that's Aaron Rodgers sort of, uh, you know, modus mm. if you were to get someone like that. But look, to your point, brilliant, brilliant way for the Packers to build a team, the floor to build a team. But it's always, always dodgy when you remove parts and replace parts and think that it's going to be like for like. And I know all the talks on wide receiver, but I'm just looking at a coaching staff side of things. And the yeah, way yeah. the floor was mentioning how instrumental Hackett was, which we knew. And even he said Hackett was calling plays in the NFL longer than he was. Mm. Um, which is true so when you look at the likes of that he's losing an awful lot of experience there Daryl and oh, I just yeah. wonder can he keep this well that is worrying and I, but I think if and again let's go back to the soccer world or the football world right if you're all in with the likes of Mourinho and when their style works mm. and they bring in all their all their senior coaches and they change the entire culture of a dressing room that's all fine all well and good when it's working Yeah. but if they don't have anyone with any other ideas outside of their own Look what happens when it doesn't work. Yeah. They all get they they get gone. So it is one of those things of I completely agree that before you used to have a lot of old guard in there like Hackett who who kind of went well, you're trying this, it's not working. How about whereas if Lafleur is in there and everyone he's brought in are of a like mind, that's great if it's working. 
not so good when it starts to go south. But that's what they say. I mean, it's an awful lot easier to support a team and coaching staff and philosophy when it's getting results. But like you said, I mm. mean, stuff can get stagnant. Now, LaFleur is very, very inventive. He's young. He's not bedded down into that Dom Capers defense style yeah, of true, stuff true. where he's been around for forever. He invented something in the 70s, 80s, and all of a sudden mm. people still go, ah, well, he invented that thing all that time ago. You know, you're only as good as your last season, basically. So just Hackett was so good as well at the lighthearted stuff, at, you know, team rapport and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I think what they've done as well is, is that they've, you know, with Roger saying that he deserved more respect and he wanted to be in the conversation a bit more, they'll probably replace Hackett with more of an influence of Aaron Rodgers and give him more of a sort of, and I, I'm sure he had a lot of freedom to begin with because you're going to ask your star player mm. like you would your star Formula 1 driver or like your star striker you know what positions do you like better uh, how do you like the ball to be fed in but uh, I really, you know, really don't ask your Formula 1 driver that though how you like the ball say, to be fed in yeah like if they're saying well I'd like to sit in the cockpit you're going well done thank yeah you. yeah thanks thanks appreciate that uh, do you like to turn the wheel do you want a really roundy yeah, round yeah, that, or do you want to yeah. yeah like a pilot uh, but yeah look I mean you, you consult your star players but there's that sort yeah. of um, and we saw that didn't happen allegedly with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and that's why Brady eventually left but he did stick around for longer so you'd have Poor to Bill. wonder that. Bill. but I just wonder now like the, you know it's just the way it seems to have evolved but do you know what we need we need a book we need a book from someone in the Packers front office to come out you know like the Ron Wolf way or something like that we need yeah. something to come out and really crank <laughs> this open I'm sure the journals around Green Bay you know know an awful lot more of the nitty gritty let's try and get let's try and get Matt on right because He's getting, so, like, I've noticed that Guti has just started talking almost in the last few months. I think he's kept so stum about everything. I could never really get a handle on him. Because when he was doing his pressers, he was always so guarded. It was like, yeah, well, whatever you think. Yeah. Uh, whereas now I've noticed he's starting to loosen his tongue a bit. Obviously because he must have been going, if this goes south, like, no one's going to want to listen to my, mm. you know, my way. Yeah. If this isn't going to work out. Whereas now I think he, he's almost more comfortable to talk about his blueprints, to talk about what he was thinking. Mm. And I'd love to I'd love to see a good in-depth interview with him. Or, and now, to be fair, Schneidman's pieces this week are quite good and some of the stuff is quite telling. So give him a read if you haven't, listeners. But it is one of those things of, I'd love to hear more from what's inside his head. Because mm. it actually would defend him from an awful lot of the naysayers. Go, he hasn't a clue, he's all luck. And a lot of it is luck. And I think he'd tell you that himself, but I'd love to hear it. Yeah, but it's like it's like that thing, though. I mean, if you're going into, a, say, a swimming race and your your strategy is in the freestyle to do the butterfly to win, and that works out, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not all chance. Even if no, the person true. in the next lane pulls a hammy yeah. or a, an army, <laughs> or whatever yeah, the hell, they, yeah, but they it's like a football. You know, he he belts that ball towards the top corner. If it goes in, mm. was he aiming for it? Yeah, of course he was. Yeah, was he was he slightly lucky because he got a little deflection? Yeah, yeah, but he was still aiming to do it. Exactly that. I mean, it is deliberate. It'd be great to have a good console of floor on as well, but. You're yeah. right in saying that too, like and not to be super agreeable, Mr. Man, super agreeable. But Goody, like he was, he was, uh, he was grand when he first got in because he was very uh, naive and green, and then he became super conservative, where to the point mm. where you literally couldn't read into anything, you know. And this whole thing, about, oh, we pick up the phone and all that. I think he's a bit freer now that he's had back-to-back -back MVP seasons. He saved the Rogers situation. Is that he can come out and kind of maybe wax a, a bit more lyrical about it all? But I just don't know. I, I can't. Yeah, neither do I. I they, mean, we are literally plucking at straws here, but. I'm I'm just, I'm just getting it's the impression I'm getting and I like the impression but then you know I like the impression last season too <laughs> so. well look we've seen his philosophy right and we know about this Raz score uh, obsession and yeah. you know that he likes big bodied wide receivers we saw him out at the wide receiver pro days and all that kind of stuff um, and they asked him like could it be a case where you go from the same position in the same round or multiple times or whatever and he said look it's in his philosophy it's in Ted's philosophy that if the players are there well then they'll go for it and we saw that happen with Jamal Williams yeah. and Aaron Jones, um, where they picked those back to back, um, and that has happened before. Um, so 
It just, it just for, for one star, it does seem like the defense is relatively sorted. And I think it was a yeah. clever move by making those defensive moves, you know, in free agency to make sure that his hands weren't tied so that if they did want to address yep. offense, that this was the time to do it. But I mean, Jesus, super ballsy move not to address it, uh, you know, last year, the year before, and then to sort of trust maybe in your, because the thing is, Gudekunst is a scout at heart, um, you know, mm. the same as Ted Thompson. So yeah. when he's looking at it, he's looking a couple of years down the road. I mean, Peter does his draft guide and he's looking into these guys the minute they hit college. And mm. like these lads have been scouted in high school into college and from college the whole way on and even when they're injured, you know. So like that's that's what we're dealing with here. So it was either just a master stroke of genius or the way it's all fallen has been very advantageous. But we have to see what the results are in the field because, yep. you know, yep. whether we like it or not, the wide receiver is deficient now. We don't have that thing of, well, look, we still have, did, did Ted, Devontae die? You know, we don't have that yeah. now because Devontae... Um, May you rest in Las Vegas. Um, so <laughs> it is what it is. Anyway, any more news or are we? Um, I've no more uh, football news. But what I do have, I do want to, it's, it's a sort of a sad, poignant moment. And for me, um, and I know we've spoken about this before, but I'm a massive cycling fan as well. I have a picture of Sean Kelly and Eddie Merckx signed pictures on my windowsill. Um, just because our target audience, a lot of them are based in the UK. They've probably listened to the cycling podcast over the years. And poor Richard Moore just passed away at 49. Um, I just want to pay tribute to him because when I'm not listening to us talking, I listen to a lot of the cycling podcast. Uh, and he was a great journalist. Uh, he he did some of the best. I mean, I'm not a big fan of sports biographies, but he wrote one of you know, in search of Robert Miller, which won plenty of awards. And it's quite singly, even if you're not into cycling, it's just a great book. He also wrote one on Chris Hoy, Team Sky, the Tour de France. So just rest in peace, uh, Richard. I'll miss listening to you. You know, you're so Sorry. used to listening to someone's voice, you think you know them, even mm. though you don't know them, but you think you do. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's nuts. It's like the around the NFL podcast. Yeah, yeah, Chris exactly West. like that. You're I mean, going, Jesus I Christ, had him West. on time. For, yeah, it's just not the same. I mean, I listen to it now, and you know the way they introduce it and say a room full of some heroes. Yeah, and it just that does. It just hits you, you kicking the balls because you're going actually felt like a new year. Because that's the thing about podcasts; these people become your friends. You listen to them all the time. Mm. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, uh, rest in peace there. Yeah, terribly sad news. Anyway, um, on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash UK Packers. Again, this comes out, I'd say you've probably missed the deadline for this month. But Are you talking uh, to me? Are not, you talking to me there? No, not you. No, what? not you. I, I've, I don't tell you because you, you try pills yeah, for the point. prizes. Um, we've, we've seen the videos. Um, but look, I've got a full-size Brett Favre Hall of Fame helmet. I've got a full-size Aaron Jones, and I'll be giving those off very soon, probably in the off-season, at least one of them. And then there'll be some giveaways at a London event as well, which is in the works. So for those people asking, what's the plan for London? So we know that the Packers game is going to be week four or week seven. Uh, so we're trying to put plans in place. I know it's so exciting. Uh, and for the people asking as well, I know I've said this before, but not everybody sort of hears it, especially when it's 27 minutes into the podcast. Um, you know, is there going to be a Lambo trip? Yes, there will be. So you have the opportunity to see the Packers twice in one year, if not more, because we would like to package the package uh, into, you know, multiple games in the States. Uh, I said package and so that's what we look to do so you could end up seeing them you know twice three four five six seven you could stay in Green Bay you know leave your job sell your house and stay over there I mean that's all up to you there's you know? a dream right there baby yeah just live in the pro shop just buy one of those Packers tents anyway I've been at Steedy the NFL he's been at Daryl J O'Brien we've been at the UK Packers and stay tuned for next week because we're starting our draft coverage soon baby talk to you then